Hey guys, just before we start this episode of the Only Threes podcast, we just want to give a huge shout out to our guy Blake Pavy for jumping on this episode of the show and uh, helping us preview the upcoming NBA playoffs. You know, Blake is one of the funniest content creators going around. He has nearly 500,000 followers on TikTok. We're going to be leaving all the links to his socials in the description below, so please be sure to give him a follow. Uh, we really enjoyed having Blake on. He was a great guest, and we hope you enjoy this episode as much as we enjoyed recording it. Thanks. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another episode of Only Threes with myself, Kira, Jack, and Dom. Boys, how are you? Yeah, good, mate. Very good, mate. Guys, it's great to have you guys into another episode today. It's not just us three. We are joined by another guest, uh, someone who is an avid Utah fan. We're going to change that eventually. But, you know, as <laughs> it is, Black, how are you, mate? What's going on? Good, mate. I'm good. Thanks for, uh, thanks for having me. No, no worries. Thanks for joining. So, Black, we just want to get your opinion with us today, just to see about, you know, what the new live action is going on in the bubble. Get your opinion on uh, the playoff brackets, your predictions, what you reckon will happen, and with a couple of changes around the administration of the league, some coaches being moved, some coaches staying, and uh, some special performances. So, Dom, you want to get us straight into it? Yeah, just uh, before we start, I just want to know, Blake, um, why do you support Utah? Oh, look, I'm not too sure, mate. I, I've started, I started supporting them when I was in, like, the, I'd say year five or something like that, and then um, my mate was into basketball a lot more than me, so he, he said to me, you know, just pick a team, and the, um, the draft was coming up, so I, I watched the draft, and then uh, it was the year that the uh, the Jazz uh, drafted Exum, so I was like, oh well, he's mm. an Aussie. Oh, that was 2013, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, um, so yeah, I mean, he's pissed off now because he's bloody getting injured every two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> All the way. Yeah, um, I was one of the unfortunate people who got scammed into buying a Dante Exum Utah jersey. If I'm being honest, but <laughs> oh, no. you know. Thank you, mate. yeah, we all, it happens to the best of us. You know, I've got I've definitely got a few Boga jerseys hanging around as well. So. <laughs> Happens to the best of us, eh? We'll get into the first bit of news. I think the most notable bit of news is the New Orleans Pelicans firing Alvin Gentry after, say, about uh, five or six years there. He was pretty much there for the um, the Anthony Davis reign. He was there for the tank seasons, and now he's here. Uh, Failed to make the playoffs, and they fired him. I thought a bit of an interesting decision, but I think ultimately the best decision going forward. I'd like to see a younger coach with that younger core. 100%. I think they need to, need to build someone, they need to find someone who can, they can build around, basically. Just build the young guys up, learn with them, grow with them. I think that's their best option. Yeah, 100%. Probably, yeah, probably, I'd say, right. probably, probably a younger coach. I would just like to see what he can do, because I don't think he's probably a, um, probably one of the more underrated coaches in the league. Mm, and I just want yeah. to see what he can do with that young core, especially, you know, with Ingram coming up and he's probably going to be a contender for uh, for most improved. So, mm. you know, that young core, I wanted to see what he could do with them. But at the same time, I think, you know, probably a younger coach fits that younger system probably a lot better than, uh, mm. than Gentry would. Mm. Yeah. No, 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 the New Orleans Pelicans, they are a very young team, as, um, as you guys already said there. It does sort of remind me about like a, you need a good young coach for a young team. Sort of what Boston and Miami have done with Brad Stevens and mm. Eric Spolstra. Yeah. Eric Spolstra isn't an older coach, but he's not young either, but he has experience. He was young but when he just, started, yeah. He young, young when he started and he had early success. So a lot of these younger teams, they do find success in having younger coaches. But I mean, we saw it from the side of the bar where he was, I know Zion was on a minutes restriction, but the minutes he was being played in wasn't really smart at all. And I think we all were, we were assuming the Pelicans were going to get rid of him soon enough. Yeah, I yeah. think it's just, it's it's disappointing 100%. to see because yeah yeah that's a, that's the thing. Sometimes it's just nothing to do with the coach. Gentry's a good coach. You know he's been yeah. around the league for, for look. It's, it's nothing hours. personal. It's, it's nothing personal. Mm. But at the end of the day, it's a business. You know what I mean? If yeah, things are yeah. working, 
you got to kick him out and move on to the next one. I mean, you're not going to sacrifice any of your young core. And Pelicans, don't get me wrong, they have a great young core. You're not going to sacrifice anything from your from your young core for a coach. Yeah, it's just a, it looked like the players didn't respond well to Gentry. You know, Lonzo, he just didn't he didn't look 100%. You know, he was he was throwing these half-court lobs, but he just, his face, his facial expressions didn't look into it. Zion was really pissed at the start of the bubble. So, I wasn't really uh, surprised to see that one. I think it was just so quickly, like literally the day they left the bubble, they sacked him. So, interesting news there. Uh, the next firing, which was probably the most firing, the most obvious firing in the NBA, Jim Boylan. Had to be the had to be the worst coach in the NBA. Honestly, he, <laughs> the, the worst the worst moment I've ever seen Jim Boylan is I think it was um, Chandler Hutchinson or Otto Porter's on the ground injured, and his team's in attack and he's just standing there like nothing. And uh, Rick Carlisle's literally screaming at him, telling him to call a timeout, and he calls his player to foul the bull so they can get the injured player off. Like Jim Boylan will go down as one of the worst coaches ever. What do you he think? called a timeout with one minute to go when they're down by twenty to run and play. <laughs> <laughs> like that is terrible I think it's time new coach I don't know who they're going to get there yeah. no idea yeah no definitely one of the uh, the shittier coaches we've seen over the, the past couple of years I, 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 I didn't even re- I couldn't even remember who we bloody coached when you started talking <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, best to uh, to piss him off I reckon yeah, 100%. Yeah, well, they've got the new the new front office uh, there with the, the former Denver uh, Nuggets GM. I, I don't think I can pronounce his uh, name. I, I never don't, don't, don't be like me, because I can't pronounce his name to save my Ar- life. <laughs> Good on Artem, if that's how you pronounce your name. Yeah, he's, he's making moves. He's really he's making moves. He um, he sacked the uh, the infamous um, Garpax, I think it was, John Paxson mm. and... Um, in the front office range, sack them and um, get a new coaching. There's a lot of, um, there's no real head coaches that have been um, listed. They came out with a seven uh, coach shortlist. There's a lot of assistants. I think the Denver, the Denver assistant, Wes Unsold Jr. There was a couple um, notable names, but they were mainly assistants. So I, I don't think they'll be looking for a head coach. I think they're going to go for a young coach to build up with the young core. And uh, just, on, just on that fact about the young coach, and it just hit me. He's an assistant coach now. He has found success in his first season coaching a team. Tyron Lou, Ty Lou. I reckon he'd be a great coach in um, New Orleans. That's just me. The, the way he cut in half the season in 2016 with the Cleveland and then won that championship straight away, being chucked in, right into that um, system after David Black. I reckon he'd be a great coach in either Chicago or New Orleans. Great young coach as well. He's not young, but his coaching career has been very short and he found early success. And he's doing great in LA right now with the Clippers. Yeah, well, I think um, ESPN came out with a report saying he's the most he's he'll be the most hunted coach this offseason. I think any team oh, with, a, sure. with an empty oh, coaching sure. slot will be looking straight at Ty Lue for that. You know, um, oh when you can manage LeBron to a title, um, good on. Not even that that whole team they had a lot of veterans too, like yeah. a lot of vets. So you, when, if you can manage a whole team full of vets and vets have egos, especially when you're coaching one of arguably the greatest players ever, and, and at the time. One of the most entertaining players to watch career. So, you know, you have a lot of egos on the team, but I reckon Ty Lue would fit on either one of those teams. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah, I think, I think maybe a Ty Lue would be pretty perfect for Chicago. But um, I think my favorite news story that came out over the past couple of days was the Sacramento Kings uh, president, oh. Vlade Divac, stepping down. And look, we said Jim Boylan was the worst um, coach ever. I think Vlade's got to go down as the worst general manager or president in team history. Um, I'll bring up this it's quote. It's either him or Michael Jordan. When, um, it's either him or Michael Jordan. When, when the Kings traded uh, DeMarcus Cousins two years ago, right? 
This is what he said. I believe we're going to be in a better position in two years. I want to hear from these same people in two years. If I'm right, great. If I'm wrong, I'll step down. But if I go down, I'm going down my way. So he called his own, he called his own resignation. Right. I mean, credit to the bloke for actually stepping down, to be honest. A lot of people say that and forget about this shit afterwards. Like, he actually stepped down. I mean, good on you, mate. I mean, he actually stepped down. <laughs> but most people would say, no, nah, I didn't say none of that. It's probably the media. But um, no, nah, I mean, look, that was probably one of the most questionable moves a GM can make trading a star player. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's a gamble sometimes. Don't get me wrong. Mm. But um, come on, we all know the stupid move, especially DeMarcus Cousins in his prime. Oh, man, you wasted that big time. Big like, time. Your thoughts? Yeah, no, I definitely think probably Sacramento have been one of the, um, you know, one of the worst managed teams in probably the past, you know, <laughs> 20 however years. long I've been in the league, probably. Yeah, <laughs> you, know. got that right. <laughs> you got that right. <laughs> yeah, no, but it is good to see that he's, um, you know, he's sticking by his word and he's stepping yeah. down. Because I think what we see a lot in the NBA is that head coaches cop too much of the flack when it comes to a, um, a shitty team and the general managers don't really answer many um, many questions because, um, you know, the coaches are always put on the front line when it comes to that sort of stuff. So um, I think obviously, you know, with Sacramento having such a young team and such a young core, especially with, you know, um, you know Fox and Heald and all those, um, all those sorts of players, I definitely think that, you know, probably a change of pace, um, you know, is obviously the best thing for them. And then, you know, maybe, you know, like the Pelicans having a bit, you know, younger, yeah. Uh, management come-ins probably might be the uh, the best way to go about things. But, but yeah, that's, uh, you know, I'm not mm. a big Sacramento fan, so fuck them. Literally. Like, everyone loved, um, like, we, we obviously, we were all, like, two, three years old when they were in their prime with Chris Webber and bloody... Chris Webber was yeah. cold, man. Bro, it looked like you different. watched him. You were you three at the time, hey, bro. Hey, hey, Don't even sure, act I like for I a second. I was too- Dude, if you have not watched Chris Webb, they have so many good plays inside out. Hey, yeah. Mike Bibby was an underrated guy when he was in yeah. Sacramento. One, one and one Jason Williams. Oh, he's on <laughs> mad roids. You see that, boy? He's insane. That guy's arms are massive. No, but um, the Sacramento, they've just had a bunch of good players. Just not the best, I guess, um, administration around them. But then the there's nothing really can do. When it comes to administration, they'll always have power over the players. It's a business at the end of the day. Yeah. Even the players are the most important asset. Unless it's not a multi-million dollar franchise, like a Golden State, Lakers, anything like that, you're not really going to see any massive administration shifts. It's going to stay the way it is. They do have a great young core, but it's to see what will happen after that, what's going to go on in Sacramento. I again, think, look, um, they're not one of the most popular teams, as Black mm. said, in the league. I don't think many people are actually following them. Obviously, <laughs> they do have great young stars in Bagley and Fox. But, you know, we'll just have to see what happens. The thing about... um. That stands out for Vlade Divac's reign for me is the 2018 draft. They had uh, the the Slovenian national coach as their head coach, and he's saying, and he said, "Please draft Luka Doncic, please. Like, just we need to do is draft Luka Doncic." And he's going, no, "I'll draft Marvin Bagley ahead of him." And then there was that one year where they drafted uh, Willie Cauley Stein and Georgios Papianis in the same yeah. lottery. And when they started. had DeMarcus Cousins, the best center in the league, and they drafted two absolutely two whack centers. Started. Oh, and then Papiano. Papiano. That just, I think, just I drafting Papiano. Is... I forgot it even existed. Yeah. What you, what's he was like the 12th pick as well. I know. Isn't he on good season now? 
<laughs> who knows? Who cares? <laughs> Sorry, Papianus, if you're listening to this. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can come on as a guest one day. We don't ruin our chances. <laughs> <laughs> Next episode, uh, keep an eye out for <laughs> yours, yours, Papianus joining the show. Mm. Well, um, one thing that Georgios Papianis is definitely not going to be doing is um, uh, playing in the NBA playoffs in the bubble. Uh, do you like the transition? Yes. Definitely not. That was horrible. That was terrible. I read that was garbage. Thanks, thanks, I'll be here all night. Um, so we'll start. We'll start out east because our east is probably the easiest to predict. We'll just go around and say what we think is going to happen in each round. I'll get us started. First round: Bucks, Magic. Come um, on! Don't disrespect us. Don't disrespect give me, my team. Give me. Bro. Don't you the Orlando Magic. What you said? Are you mad? In five. I was gonna say. Oh, <laughs> I think five? they'll sneak a game. What? I think they'll sneak a game. I, what? I All they are is one DJ oh. Augustine shot away from stealing a game like they did. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I think the Bucks will kill them in every other game. But yeah, Blake. What DJ do you think? Augustine isn't making a shot like that ever. I'm sorry, Blake. Yeah, no. Nah, I reckon Bucks are gonna clean sweep 100. percent I just thank can't, you. I cannot see them losing in any any way shape or form i think just you know that team Giannis, middleton and just the other you know pieces that they've got is just for you know playing a team like the magic to you know at the moment too young probably not as much playoff experience as um as most other teams in the playoffs this year so um i reckon you know a clean sweep for the bucks yeah agreed agreed bro you know my answer next bracket come on now don't hate my team just always hate on the box I just know that when it gets to the second round, when uh, the Miami Heat face them, we go. You're not beating the box. No, hell no. Next. Well, Good. next one will be the second versus seven Toronto Raptors versus the Brooklyn Nets. Brooklyn Nets are not half bad. I think I think this will be a clean sweep. I don't think they'll get a game. So I think four 0 See, I'm opposite. Toronto. I feel like they could get once if Karis Levert is. I don't. Know, I feel like they're going to get rest him because they know their chances. I feel like he's going to get rested for a couple games. Yeah. No way. I don't know. Karis Levert. I'm not. What I'm saying is, <laughs> they're in the playoffs, and they're like, you know, we're just going to rest our best player. Listen, when you're facing <laughs> Toronto in the first round, and you have none of your starting players or none of your stars, sorry, as a matter of that fact, they do. Karis um, Levert. Yeah. Come on now, they don't have Katie. They don't have Kyrie. You know your chances. All right. So what are you saying? Raptors in five? Yeah, I'm going to say Raptors. Five. I feel like Brooklyn might sneak in in one game. Raptors in four. Raptors in four. Like. Um, I'm going to say Raptors in six. I reckon Nets. Oh, my oh. God. Uh, I reckon they'll get a couple of games up their sleeve. I, I don't know. I just get a feeling about the Nets. I reckon they've got some, um, you know, they've got some good pieces behind them. And I think they might steal two, but I don't think they're going to get past, uh, past the Raptors. Yeah. So what do you think? What do you think, if anything was to go wrong in Toronto, what would make them lose two games to the Brooklyn Nets with like three players? I, that I, I, I can, I can I agree with Blake, though, to be honest. I feel like Brooklyn could sneak actually a couple games in. I don't think it's anything Toronto can do. It's just because Brooklyn has so many young players. You don't know who's going to explode at what time. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, no, I definitely think it's, yeah, nothing that the Raptors are probably going to do too wrong. But I reckon, you know, there might be a game or two where, you know, a Nets player goes off and, you know, has a big... Um, oh yeah, for sure. Maybe the only thing for the Raptors that can you know take them out from under their feet is probably Larry's consistency. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. it, um, yeah. it can be up and down, and you know you can have a shit game one game and an absolute bell to the next game. So, mm-hmm. um, but still, I reckon you know probably the, again like the Bucks and Magic, the experience for the Nets is just gonna you know turn them over, and it's not gonna hundred percent. It's gonna be a good experience when they all get traded I, next year for uh, Bradley right? Bill. 
<laughs> no, I do get that because at the same time as well, the thing with Brooklyn is as much as as good as their young wings are, mm. Toronto's defense is on a different. Yeah, level. Oh, man, they have man, so man. many. They have so many players that can guard multiple positions, and a, a player that I feel like is going to be making a big role in stepping up as that wing defender is OG Ananobi on the Toronto oh, Raptors. Yes, because they lost they lost mm. their best wing defender last year, but OG Ananobi can play defense. He can yeah. guard anyone. You know, he's he's, he's, yeah, yeah, he's just as good as any small forward defender. You know what I mean? So it'll just be great to see how Toronto does it. But yeah, look, I agree with Blake. They might sneak in a game or two, but I don't see it being uh, very easy for them. It's not going to be a, a large margin of victory. Okay. So the next one out east is the probably the second most interesting series because there's not many interesting series in the first round, but the Boston Celtics <laughs> and the Philadelphia 76. Really? Course- you think that's interesting? Hell yeah, because well, this is my simple fact. Simmons. Boston's going to win in... Oh. I'm going to say Boston's winning in five. But there's no man to mark Joel Embiid. It's yeah, as simple true. as that. Like <laughs> the best, the best defending center ever. And it's Cantor. Ever. <laughs> yeah, Look, I, um, I, I agree with that. It's it's it might be a bit interesting. The only thing is, I feel like Boston has this one. I'm not gonna lie to you. Apart yeah. from obviously with Ben Simmons, even if they did have Ben Simmons, I'm gonna say because Boston has proven they can go toe to toe with any team. They're just as good as anyone in the league. A big sleeper pick to make the finals out of the East, in my opinion. Yeah, on their night, um, they are incredible. Oh, yeah. They, well, they have their days. And obviously, they have that, that tandem with Brown and Tatum. I love Kimball Walker. I'm a massive fan. Brad Stevens always has Philly's number. I'll say it a million times. He always has Philadelphia's number. That's true. But um, I, I reckon it's going to be easy, easy sweep for the Celtics. Who knows? Can Embiid be that, that, you know, that beast to the East, try and make his mark? Yeah. Possibly. But I feel like Boston is too much of a shooting and positionless team. Where that, that Brad Stevens will figure something out. What do you reckon, Blake? Yeah, no, I definitely think the Celtics have probably got this one um, pretty locked up. I'd say probably maybe, you know, five games or something like yeah. that. But I guess the, the only interesting thing for for the Celtics that could undo them in a couple of games is probably just the, um, you know, the lack of experience that Walker has in the playoffs. You know, mm. That is very true. Like, that's true. Mm. Good on you. Yeah, good pick, um, You know, the Hornets and it probably, you know, he's... Um, you know, he'll probably have a game or two, especially at the start where he, you know, he's just like still getting in the flow of the intensity and all that sort mm. of stuff. But um, but at the same time, I reckon with, you know, the other pieces that they've got, I reckon they'll be, um, they'll be right to go and walk through. You know, he'll adapt well. And um, I reckon the Celtics have got this in, you know, maybe even four. Yeah, I, I could see a sweep as well. I, I, could, could, you, I could really yeah, see a, good, I could see a Celtics pick. in four. Jack, what are you saying? Yeah. I think even if Embiid comes out and averages 30 and 20, the Celtics can still win. Like, honestly. And there is, like, a good possibility he does that. And Philadelphia yeah, okay. loses every single game. No, he does. The thing is, he does that on a regular anyways. He will have a monster stat line, but somehow Philadelphia will shrink. I just reckon Boston has proven that they can go up toe-to-toe against anyone without a major star. Obviously, yeah. we're seeing Jason Tatum go into that position. Yeah. But without a major market, you know, marquee guy... They show that their like teamwork does really work. They can spread it out. They have great defenders. I reckon someone like Sammy Ojale could give Joel Embiid a bit of a bit of trouble in the post. Just because I've seen him do to Giannis, that's all. I, I've never are seen watching, anyone. Else. Are we watching the same Sammy Ojale? Or? Just he's not getting this anymore. <laughs> like honestly, they did last year in the playoffs. He, he look, he gave Giannis a bit of trouble. I just don't. I don't see anyone else on the Celtics stopping Embiid directly one on one. Do you realize Sammy Ojale is six foot five? Hey, 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 PJ Tucker. You want him to mark? Hey, hey, hey. Seven PJ foot, Tuck- 
PJ Tucker is tiny. He's a complete he statistical anon- 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 Trust me, just trust me. Just trust me. That's the word I'm looking hey, for. Wait, wait, we forgot. They have Taco Boys. Taco <laughs> one <won't laughs> <be the whole laughs> <game. laughs> I forgot about him. I forgot about that dude completely. <laughs> Uh, Can you imagine man. if he actually gets minutes? Oh my goodness. Uh, He's been um, getting minutes. He averages like 10 hey, minutes. You know yes. what? To be honest, I'm not going to be surprised if the Bucks get the Celtics and they end up putting Taco in the middle. That'd be such a smart idea. How? Taco's like, that thin. He's, he's going to get snapped hey, did in you half see him? Did you see him in UCF um, stop Zion? Against Zion, yeah. Looked, but he also got he, fouled out. Yeah, no, that, yeah, I feel like this is the only problem though. Like think about it, when you have a tree in the middle of the ring, Giannis can't get <laughs> to the ring. That's what he's best at. You know what I mean? Yeah, fair, fair. Um, on to the, uh, I think probably the most interesting matchup. Yeah. Is obviously, uh, yeah. TJ Warren versus Jimmy Butler. Mike Heat versus the Pacers. They obviously got the four seed. We're the fifth seed. Doesn't matter. We're getting this in four games. Heard it here first. Oh. They are not winning a game for the one I simple agree. fact no, that I they agree. do not have Demonis Sabonis. And every time Sabonis played us, he killed us and no one else showed up. Now they don't have anyone to kill us. Jimmy's got TJ Warren's number. Oladipo's shooting bricks everywhere. Malcolm Brogdon's back to his rookie season. Give me uh, anyone. I, I, I reckon Indiana will take one game. Four. I reckon I'll take one game. One game. Maybe, maybe one. Look, look, we haven't seen Victor Oladipo shine, shine in the playoffs yet. Hmm. I, mean, I know he's been playing poorly, but you, we've seen it before previously. Playoffs, some players just gone a crazy run. Like I said, I told you I never bought into TJ Warren hype until he versus Jimmy. And what did I say? They got smacked. And I was right. So, I don't look. I reckon TJ Warren's going to shrink. You can't score on Jimmy Buckets. No one can. He's one of my favorite players in the league. Bam, I feel like without Sabonis being there, he's going to... He is the engine and heart and soul of that team, Dom said before. Yeah. I just reckon Miami, they have probably... My, my favorite coach in the league, I really do like Eric Spolstra. Um, I just don't reckon Miami's gonna gonna really stumble. Uh, maybe Indiana could sneak one one game. I don't yeah. really think two. Yeah, I reckon they they most. If we have a bad uh, yeah, I reckon game, they'll yeah. they'll catch one game. Maybe Brogdon might pop off one mm-hmm. night. Look, they have a they have a wide team. I will say that you don't know who can do what. But um, look, I really don't see another TJ Warren explosion coming out now. There's the playoffs. Um, he can't really do it on June Butler. I feel like the only real problem they could sort of have. Would be um to see if Dollar Deep and Malcolm Brogdon can get hot, but I really honestly don't see that happening. Either way, the um the Miami Heat have enough guards and enough bodies to throw at them. But Blake, what do you reckon, Blake? Yeah, no, I reckon uh, Heat have got this one probably, and I'd say I reckon Indiana might sneak one game maybe, mm. but um yeah, mm. I just think probably Jimmy Butler. He was he's you know he's gonna wear down TJ Warren over the course of the series just because you know Jimmy Butler. He's known as a good defender, but I don't think. Mm. People give him enough appreciation for how good his defense yeah, is sometimes. So mm. I, I definitely think, that. you know, with the other pieces that Miami have got, you know, you know, with you know, their young guys that can shoot, and then you know, you got Adebayo in the center, just um, you know, rebounding. Hey, he, can, he can hit those corner shots too when he wants to. Yeah, yeah definitely, definitely ben, one of I, the, I don't know if you've seen it, but he can hit that corner three. Last season, not this season. I have watched every single game of Miami Heat basketball for the past five years. And I don't ever think I've seen Bam in the corner and go, yep, get another side. I know know what I'm saying. (laughs) Because I even saw in a couple of slam interviews with Jimmy Butler too. And if you actually go on and watch some Heat scrimmages, Mm. when they're on the cameras, Bam knocks down threes and everyone's yelling at him to shoot it in the game, but he won't do it. Yeah, no, he's too scared. Steven Adams is a lockdown shooter in practice, man. No, no, that's what I'm saying, but I'm like, Bam's 6'8". Like, he's not a massive center, so he's not completely... 
Oh, six. Oh, I see. Six ten. Get it right, actually. Ski's not six ten. You wish you were six ten. Yeah, no, I'm just lying. Actually. You wish you were six ten. But uh, no, yeah. Look, I think we all come to the same agreement that I don't think Indiana's yeah. making out of this one. Yeah. No. Yeah, I don't think Indiana get out, but what I think they it? get one or two. Probably one or two. Heat in six, I say. See, I don't mind the Indiana team. They got a great little bench unit. You know, the Holiday Brothers yeah. and that. So um, Jeremy Lamb, if he was there, would have made a big difference. Doggy um, buckets. Okay, I had yeah, one of my favorites. Yeah. Come, I had one of my favorites to run through the East, but Brogdon <laughs> has been playing like ass. Yeah, he can't, hit a shot. he can't hit a jump shot. Oh, he kind of jumped shot, and he was 50-40-90 two seasons ago in Milwaukee. He wasn't yep. bad. Yeah. Like, I was upset that we traded him, but seeing him playing, I'm not too upset anymore. He started the season. Know, really he was, he was all-star. Like, I, I, I saw was, a lot of, he, like, analysts putting him was, in the all-star ballots. Hey, he, he was he was doing great. He can he can pass the rock. He can defend. Yeah. He can shoot yeah. that mid-range. He can knock down free throws. Same with Victor Oladipo, another great two-way guard. But, mm. I mean, he just shrunk. Maybe it's the injury jitters. Maybe he might be sort of a Paul George yeah, thing where yeah. it takes him a couple seasons to get back into it. That's normal, though. But I feel like just maybe just injuries certainly derailed this team, as as a lot of other teams, Memphis and um, Philadelphia. Yeah. Just injuries derailed them. Losing Sabonis is a big, big asset to Indiana. Yeah, so um, that's it out, out east. Uh, pretty eh, pretty boring besides... Yeah, I think every game... I, think every, I don't think a series will go past six in the east, so... I think it'll get interesting in the semifinals, but out west there's a few Ooh. matchups that could really, really stir the pot. We'll start with the one and eight, the Portland Trailblazers. Can we just quickly talk about that playing game though? Um, Memphis, GG to them. Like they, they Honestly, played their absolute no, hard. They played on. great. Yeah. Hey, John Morant. Like I said, I think I told this on the podcast last week. It would really see how we can uh, we can work with the spotlight mainly just on him. Yeah. But to go up against a red hot Portland Trailblazers team. Mm. Um, but to be honest, I didn't even think he was that big of a star of the game. To be honest, uh, my eyes were on um, were on Melo. He's been that's his f- a third or fourth clutch moment in the bubble alone. Like, and you and everyone said Melo was washed. Come on now. No chance. Oh man, it's oh what a game! But to be honest, that was actually really, really better than I thought. Better than I thought yeah. the game was going to turn out to be. Like, CJ McCollum decided to show back up. Did you catch it? The game. Uh, no, nah, not that one. I don't know where I was, but I caught a, uh, you know, a few highlights. But I definitely reckon that you know Memphis are probably a team to watch in the future. Mm, you, know, mm. you know, not not probably for you know a couple of years, like to be comp- competing for a top spot, but definitely you know one of those teams that you know that might sneak into the playoffs for the uh, for the next few years, maybe one to two years before moving up in the ranks a bit. But um, I reckon once they um, you know they get a few pieces around them, they'll definitely be yeah. you know fourth or fifth seed yeah um, i was just about to say do you reckon it, yeah maybe i was just about to say do you reckon it's going to be a, they need more pieces or do you reckon it's just the development just on growing, jaron jackson jr growing, on the um yeah. what, what do you what do you reckon do you reckon like, it's just the development how jar i guess can evolve or do you reckon they need more pieces around them? nah i think they've got um, perfect yeah i think they've got it pretty pretty wrapped up i think probably jar's one of the most um you know interesting prospects to come out of the uh the draft recently so mm, mm. he's definitely got you know probably like even you know throughout the course of his first year you could see that he's definitely got leading potential like a, oh um, yeah yeah 100 percent. just like he lifts the team like a russell westbrook does. yeah yeah, yeah. Like, good, good point and um, I definitely think he fits that system of that grit and grind and just like yeah, playing yes. hard, playing rough and, you know, all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, probably I'd say within one to two years, you know, they're probably going to be a fourth, fifth. T- do like, you think um, 
Do you think if they still had Jaron Jackson Jr., they would have had, I guess, a chance to make it to a second game against Portland? Or do you reckon Portland still would have came out on the hop despite Dame's, Dame's red-hot streak? Yeah, good question. Um, probably in this case, I reckon just because of how hot Dame was getting, I reckon mm. you know, Portland are probably... It was all right? Yeah, probably yeah, the momentum that Portland had coming in. Yeah. That's true. For the season, it's probably too much for just such a young player to, to yeah. handle at this point. Yeah. But I reckon, yeah... Within about a year, once you get Junior back and, you know... Yeah, for sure. More, they'll be sweet. Well, I reckon it's games like these that do you do see a lot, a lot of these younger stars come into their own. If you saw uh, a young LeBron against Boston, he was getting constantly beat down, beat down, beat down multiple years. I'm not saying he will be... I don't want to hold him to that standard, but I'm saying you do see all these young stars do come from getting beat down repetitively in the playoffs. Look at Michael Jordan against the Pistons. Oh, <laughs> sure. He got whacked. He got whacked. And look at him. Oh, he got... We got whacked. Look, a lot of these stars, to be honest, a lot of them. But, you know, sense. you'll see... It's, yeah, obviously, you see this yeah. early um, struggle. But, to be honest, everyone on Paul had a great game. Yusuf Nurkic um, had a monster game. CJ McCollum decided to show up, despite having a fractured back. Um, and Mel obviously had his, his clutch moments. Dane did his thing. Yeah. Uh, but it was great to see. It was more of more of a, um, a, a Paul and kind of, a, kind of win. But, yeah. look, in terms of the Lakers and Portland yeah, matchup... Yeah, the series, yeah. I, I, I want to say, for entertainment purposes, I want to say it's going to go to seven games. I, I'm going to take it to seven. I, I'll say Lakers in six. I think Portland will get a couple like good wins, but there's just no one to mark LeBron. And um, like Nurkic can hold Davis, but then you've got the height factor when they start JaVale McGee. And like, I know I know Portland have a pretty big uh, like Twin Towers system going there. But mm. yeah, I just don't, I think, oh, yeah, yeah, I think they can push him to six for sure. Yeah, I agree. I, got I just... I just reckon, despite the loss of Avery Bradley, like that's a massive loss mm. in terms of guarding the one spot. Yeah, yeah. Like, who's gonna guard Dame? Uh, I, look, as great as LeBron's had his defensive moments here and there, like Slowing on the down. bubble, but he, you're not gonna put him for 40 minutes on Damian Lillard. Yeah, like he, one step over half court, he can shoot, he can drive, he can make plays. You got Gary Trent Jr. that's ready to shoot every shot. He'll guard people too. He'll play defense. My man, Gary. Um, Melo's Melo's waiting in the corner. Look, I just reckon. Mm. I'm not saying the Lakers will win, but there is a obviously percentage there that if they can pull a massive potential um, upset, what do you reckon, Blake? Yeah, I think probably. Uh, I don't know. I really want to believe in the in uh, in the Blazers, and I really want to believe in Dame because I think he's just one of the yeah. best players, like and most underrated players. Like mm. in 20 to 25 years, he'll be one of the players that we're telling our kids about. You know, 100. This was a dude that not many people like regard as you know probably a top you know, however many players. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, um, but I reckon just over, you know, playing like LeBron and AD and just those few other pieces that, um, that you know, the Lakers have got, I just think it's going to be too much for, you know, for Dame. Just because, like, you can't carry, you know, especially in a playoff intense um, situation, yeah. I don't think he's going to be able to carry them the whole way through. But um, I reckon maybe, I reckon he could push like a game seven, but I mm. think they might go down in about six games. Yeah. It'll be a valiant fight, but I think, yeah, the Lakers ultimately get them. Let's go to the 2-7 matchup, the uh, Clippers and the Mavericks. I think um, I just don't I, – I love the Mavericks. I love Luka Doncic. He's one of my favourite players in the league, but I just can't see him getting more than one win in this. I think the Clippers I'd will roundhouse them. Yeah. Five, five games. Too many bodies to throw at Luka. Apart from that, there's no yep. offensive starter. They do have someone that could pop off maybe Seth Curry, but at the same time, yeah. there's too many dogs in um in LA. Uh, yeah, I'm going to keep it short and sweet. I reckon it's it's five games easy. What do you like, reckon, Blake? 
yeah, five games for me. I just reckon there's too much for... Uh, like, obviously, I think Lucas probably... He should have been in the MVP. 100% he should have been. Yeah, 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 for sure. Should be a finalist for sure. But um, but I reckon just when you've got those players who have proven themselves over the course of the past, you know, however long PG and Kawhi have been in the league, just time and time again, their track record just proves that they're, they're unstoppable, especially yeah. on the defence. And um, yeah. you know, I think, especially over the last couple of years, Kawhi's just proved himself as one of them. Like the, the best elite defenders ever, yeah. Of all time, like yeah, I think, yeah. in my opinion, Kawhi is probably one of one of, if not the best defender of all time. Yeah, when I reckon he's, I reckon he's the best on-ball defender, perimeter on-ball defender. Yeah. I reckon, yeah. apart from Michael, apart from Michael Jordan, I reckon he's the best perimeter on-ball defender. Yeah, and when you when you put that against Doncic, like obviously he's so good, but he's still so young. And even though the Mavericks yeah. are one of the best, like you know, they have a really good offensive rating, but even if they best do, best in NBA history. Yeah. If you if you do push it to the end of a game and it is getting to those clutch situations, then mm. the Mavericks just they haven't got a track record of uh, of handling that yeah, too well. Yeah, that's very true. But, um, it's just, but, it's yeah, a young but, team. Yeah. yeah, I reckon despite Porzingis, I reckon despite Porzingis, Bontrez Harrell's going to bang him and beat him up real quick. Yeah, I think yeah, I think you I think he'll he'll drop his confidence a bit there. Just get like because yeah, he sure. he he'll force Porzingis to try and get him into the post more. Oh, and, and Harrell's a big body oh. too. Yeah, he's a I don't big think body. Was, I think they'll keep Porzingis on the outside and just use him as a stretch. Put yeah, they'll have to. You can't take him inside against Harrell. Yeah. He's going to beat him down. That's what I mean. If they if they play that center role, I think Harrell's going to try and force him to bring him inside. Like just be up exactly. in his face on the three and try and make him drive. And Harrell's just not going to let that happen. So no way. Um. Onto the three six matchup, your Utah Jazz versus on the ah, Denver Nuggets. Um, that's gonna be a good series. It'll be a good series. I think this is one of the only series where you can't say there's a definitive favorite. Mm. What do you think, like, as a Jazz fan? Um, I reckon this will go to seven. This is the mm-hmm. only. Yeah. This is the only series that I'm just I'm so torn about because you know I really want to believe that the Jazz can pull through. <laughs> yeah. Just you guys can pull it off. We can, I definitely can, but I just think, you know, I think obviously now over the past couple of years, we haven't been able to push to that next level in the playoffs. It, so yeah. hopefully, um, hopefully this is the year that we do it. But I just think probably the one thing that's going to maybe um, be a negative for us is probably just our inconsistency, especially with mm. those younger players. Like Donovan's still finding his feet. Obviously yeah. he can turn it on in, in clutch moments and he hit mm. a really good clutch shot against the Nuggets the other day. But um, mm. it's those players like Conley and all that who just haven't found their foot. Yeah, 100%. Yet. They have their flashes, but with yeah. the Nuggets, I just think there's... Um, there's a few really good pieces that could definitely like shine in yeah. the playoffs. You know, I've, they're very tall too. Yeah, I'm excited to see how Jokic can go in the playoffs because I think mm. he's one of the best centers probably in the league and has got the most potential for you know longer yeah. in the league. So yeah. I'm happy to. Mm. It's probably going to be one of the most interesting matchups in the playoffs. You know, Jokic versus Gobert. So, mm. so yeah, I reckon probably prediction wise, I'm going to say Jazz in seven. Yeah, stay loyal to you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick Denver for this one. Only just out of because they have young players that explode out of nowhere. They've found a gem in Bol Bol, um, Michael Porter Jr., who I've been on for a while, and now he's really starting to come back into the play. We thought he was gonna come back out of, and a lot of people are, are quite on Jamal Murray. Obviously, he hasn't had the greatest bubble bubble season, but he can explode when he wants to. In the playoffs, mm-hmm. he, he turns it up. He's sort of like Donovan Mitchell. Um, he is a bit inconsistent, but he can turn it on when he wants to. Exactly. I think I think Denver got a deeper team. Mm. Yeah, but it will be very close. I think 100, six or seven games. But it'll be it'll be probably the most entertaining first round game to watch. Yeah, in the West. for sure. I think it's going seven games as well, and I'll go the upset. I think the Jazz will pull a sneaky off, sneaky mm. game seven okay. win. 
Um, mm. And now the most interesting match of, of the playoffs, the fourth seed Rockets Ooh. versus the fifth seed Thunder. I think this is just a complete mismatch. I think the Rockets will ram through them in five games, yeah. to be completely honest. Yeah. I think I think it's everyone's just... reading into the Thunder's um, regular season uh, way too much. The Thunder always do this. Mm. They always tank the regular season. Oh, for and then they sure. kill it in the playoffs. I think as a Jazz fan, you would know that firsthand. Like, they just... Mm. They, they, they rampage mm. through these every year. So Yeah, of course. No, look, I, I agree with that. The only, I guess, biggest worry uh, Rockets will have to watch out for is, I guess, Stephen Adams, despite he is so big and so large. Mm-hmm. Um, but Shea Gildas-Alexander, who knows? Maybe he could... I feel like they could sneak in a win, maybe, just based on their win. great bench. Yeah. Like, just on the, I love Dennis Schroeder. Just based, mm-hmm. He's back now. So just based on um their their decent their really good bench, but look, I reckon Houston has too much explosiveness. Russ and Harden, they can go off at any given night. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, no, I definitely reckon that the Rockets are probably going to pull this one off. I'm going to say probably, I reckon Thunder will sneak one. They might be able to sneak two, depending on the consistency of Harden and Westbrook. Oh, okay. I think there's you know there's moments where they can just. You know, they'll either have a, you know, a 50-point night or a, you know, a, you know, a, you know, one for 20 shooting <laughs> night and stuff like that. So, um, but no, I just think obviously there's, um, there's a few probably inconsistency issues and probably experience issues in the, uh, in the, th- for the Thunder team, obviously with, um, you know, Shy and all those guys. But, um, I definitely think Chris Paul's probably going to, you know, probably lift them for maybe one game. But, you know, I think the Rockets have got this in the bag. Yeah. I think we're all, we're all we're all in agreement there. Um, we're running out of time here, so thank thanks heaps coming on uh, for coming on, Blake. Really appreciate that. Thanks, um, man, we'll leave we'll leave um, all the, uh, the the links to Blake's uh, TikTok. Make sure you follow Blake on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Cheers, boys. Thanks for having me. It was bloody good. Thank you, man, for having me. On. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely have you on sometime in the future. But thanks for your time. Thanks everyone for listening, and peace. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Be safe.